And good morning, friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful Monday morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Our friends, this morning we are going to be listening to the second half of the message on the power in prayer by Corey Temboom. And this is just a wonderful testimony about really how powerful prayer can be and kind of just summarizing everything that we've been listening to over the last two weeks and thinking about prayer. And friends, my prayer is that we will all grow in prayer, that we will grow in our personal time of prayer and that we will grow in our prayers together in our churches, in our families, in our marriages, and we will really start to seek God in everything. So, please enjoy this message this morning by Corey Temboom. This is the second half, and God bless you. It's praying, and you will have experienced the same as I have experienced, that the devil sometimes says to you, now stop it. You have now done it so long, and now you experience the Lord is not going to answer your prayers. But he is a liar. God's mills go slowly, but they go very secure. And what I have experienced of an answer after 75 years, and 60, and 40, and, and 25 years, that is for me, um, evidence that not one of our prayers is lost. And I even re- read in the book of Revelations that all the prayers of the saints are kept. And you, when you belong to Jesus, you are a saint. We are what we are in Jesus Christ, one set apart for his service. go on with praying and I think that when we come in heaven one of the joys will be of what I have now experienced a very little bit the answers for our prayers of our whole life and then we will be amazed that the Lord is, has done not after our small faith but after his great power and go on with praying I know that there will be here in this building a great blessing this week why? because I feel able no I seldom felt myself so unable but when our inability meets God's ability then uh, miracles happen and I know that there come great blessings even this morning because your prayers you have not been praying many of you only uh, today but also yesterday and weeks before and Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees the host of hell can that one rout who meets him with a praiseful shout. Now, and that happens much in this uh, room here. When I was in a concentration camp, I learned what it means to pray. 
I learned to cast my burden on the Lord. I will never forget that once my my heart felt so terrible heavy. Do, do you experience that sometimes? That your heart is so heavy of all the sorrows and the worries that you carry. That you can hardly breathe. In the concentration camp in Germany, where I was together with Betsy, my sister, because my family, my friends and I had saved Jewish people, <clears throat> and uh, Gestapo had brought us therefore into that camp, my heart was often very heavy, not only for our own suffering, but what we saw around us. And one morning we saw a very big group, about seven, eight hundred newcomers. Oh, what a terrible suffering was waiting these people. My heart felt so heavy. I had a little Bible hidden under my dress. And I opened it and I read... Um, Ephesians, no, Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry over anything whatever. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer and the peace of God which transcends human understanding will keep constant guard over your hearts and minds as they rest in Jesus Christ. You know, my, my heart felt like this handbag. It was heavy. And now I started to obey. And I did it. I started to tell God every detail of my needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And I said, Lord, here I bring you these newcomers. Oh, Lord, what a terrible suffering is waiting them. Lord, I cannot do anything for them, but you can come for them. Oh, lay your hand on their lives. Here they are, Lord. And then I brought Betsy, my sister, who was far too weak to be a prisoner. I said, Lord, let liberation come soon. Betsy is so weak and he's so thin. Oh, Lord, keep Betsy very close to your heart. I thank you that she has such a peace. But, oh, Lord, liberate her soon. Here is Betsy, Lord. And then I brought my, my friends in Holland and my queen in England who had to suffer so much through the oppression of the enemy. I said, Lord, I can only pray for them. Oh, Lord. Let soon the end come of this terrible war. And Lord, I bring you all these people in Holland and England. And then I brought my hatred. That morning, I, there had come such a hatred in my heart because of the cruelties I had experienced. And I said, oh Lord, forgive me my hatred. Forgive me, Father, in Jesus' name. And I knew there happens what always happens when you bring a sin to God in Jesus' name. 
he cleansed my heart. And I am sure when you are emptying your heavy heart from all the burdens, that it will be very often that there is a sin that you will bring to the Lord. But what a joy to bring that sin to the Lord and leave it with him. So I went on and on. I brought all the burdens of my heart to the Lord. And I went so, so long going on with praying that at last my heart was empty of worries, just as empty as this uh, bag. And then I said, Amen. <laughs> and that was good. That was praying. That was casting your burdens on the Lord. That was very good that I did it. But what I did after that was not good. <laughs> Everything that I had brought to the Lord, I took and brought back into my heart. And I can tell you my heart was heavier after my prayer than before. But that's not praying. Prayer means to bring all the burdens to the Lord and leave it there. And it is the Holy Spirit who teaches us how to pray. And so to pray that we can go through life with an empty heart, empty of sorrows, but full of the joy of the Lord, even in a very difficult time. And I saw it in Betsy. One day it was a day that it was all so terrible. There was no salt in the in the terrible soup that they gave us, the only meal. Oh, you say, is that so terrible? Yes, when you are starving. It is terrible. You need salt. Some of the people in the barrack had been fighting. They were all propped together with 700 in a room that was built for 200. And then when they were fighting, Betsy said, let's pray. And she prayed and said, oh Lord, send away this spirit of uh, fighting. Uh, these people are so, are so irritated, Lord. They are so weak. They are all oh, they suffer so much. And she went on praying, and it was as if there was a storm that was laid down. It was absolutely quiet, till at last that she said, Thank you, Lord. And there was peace. That day, one of the fellow prisoners in that room was beaten till she died. It was a terrible day. But Betsy and I were sitting on that dirty cot, and Betsy was always talking about the Lord. And I talked with her, and it was as if the Lord had put a fence around her. Not that she was um, back into a, a self-centered uh, uh, being alone with the Lord, for always when there, she could give help, she did. Even if it was in the midst of the night, she could go to a Polish woman that was crying and could not sleep. 
and that Polish woman, she could not reach with her language for she didn't understand Dutch and, and that she didn't understand Polish. But she laid her hand on the head of that woman and prayed and said, Oh Lord, what a joy that you understand me. And she prayed with that woman till she, that woman fell asleep, peaceful. That evening that she said to me, Hey, Corrie, haven't we had a very joyful day? And I looked at her. A joyful day in the midst of so much cruelty. But it was a joyful day. When the worst happens in the life of a child of God, the best remains. And that is what we must understand. And so we can be happy also in difficult times. <clears throat> I have found that we, there is nothing too small for God's love and nothing too great for God's power. I once was in great danger. I stood on the in the custom office of Moscow. I had in my um, suitcase many uh, many Bibles, Russian Bibles, and also other um, literature, Christian literature. It was the first time that I came in Russia. I saw how the custom officer ransacked every suitcase and I got scared. I thought, oh, when he sees my, my Bibles and my literature, what will he do? Send me to prison? Send me back to Holland? Of course he will take the Bibles. Now I like to pray with an open Bible. I like to pray and say to the Lord, Father, you have said it in your word. Now you must do it. And God likes it. God likes it when we do that. For God has meant every promise of the Bible. He means business with his promises. And he likes it when you and I mean business with his promises. And when we expect that he does what he promised. I said, Lord, you have said in Jeremiah 1, God watches over his word to perform it. Lord, these Bibles in my suitcase are your word. So with my hand on Jeremiah 1, I pray, Lord, will you watch over your word, my Bibles in the suitcase, to smuggle them. <laughs> oh, I know that was not what Jeremiah said. <laughs> but when we pray with an open Bible and tell God his promises, the, God does not first ask if we have a good exegesis. No. And that moment, I saw for the first and the only time of my life, angels. They were standing around my suitcase, like beings. Now, I've had the help of angels so often, but I've never seen them. Don't ask me how they looked, because when I looked at them, they disappeared. They did not disappear, I know, but I, I couldn't see them any longer. But also my fear had disappeared. 
And at last, uh, the traffic of uh, the, the custom officer came into my suitcase. He said, is that your suitcase? Yes, sir. That's a heavy one. Yes, sir. Oh, wait, lady. I am through with my work. I will bring it to your car. And he brought it to the car of the inn tourist who was waiting. And I had almost shouted hallelujah. But I didn't do that. Oh, my friends, I will speak more this week about the tremendous power that is with us. You and I are standing on the front line of the of the, the terrible battle that is now in this world. I believe that the Lord is training us for the great end battle, where you and I will stand still more in the front line. And I know that we are called to, pre, to be prayer warriors. There's much written in the Bible how we must pray. One of the things is that we may pray in the name of Jesus. So often people forget that, and it's so important. William Nagenda once told me that he was uh, came back from a long trip. His little boy, Timothy, three years old, was at the station. He said, Daddy, I will carry your suitcase. <laughs> but he was only three years old and that suitcase was very heavy. And he said, All right, boy, I will, I, you may help me, but lay your hand on my hand. And the little boy laid his little weak hand on the strong hand of uh, William. And so they came home. When they came home, the little boy said, Mom, I have carried Daddy's suitcase. William asked his wife, say, how has he behaved in the time? Oh, she said, did you get his letter? Yes, he said. And then she told how it had happened. Uh, she had written, uh, was writing a letter to William. And little Timothy said, Mom, what are you doing? She said, I'm writing Daddy a letter. I will also write Daddy a letter. Oh, she said, that's, that's good. And she gave him a paper and uh, a pen. And he started to write a letter to his daddy. When he had finished it, <laughs> he gave it to his mom. And the mother wrote, this is Christopher's letter to his daddy. When William got that letter, he thought, oh, Oh, that is that's a mistake that that came in the letter of my wife, and he would throw it into the waste basket. But suddenly he read what was there was written. This is Christopher's letter to his daddy, and suddenly he became very happy. His son had written him a letter. He said to his friend, "Have you a boy of three years old?" "Yes." He said, "I too." "Did he ever write you a letter?" "No, of course not." My son has written me a letter. <laughs> My, how proud, how happy he was. Say, when you pray, it may be beautiful. In the beautiful language of the Book of Common Prayer, it may be a cry, a sigh. 
it may be um, just uh, telling all your worries it can be in whatever language it will be said it can be a beautiful prayer but it is never good and beautiful enough for a holy God but when you say in Jesus name then suddenly God is happy with your prayer for Jesus says Father this is a prayer a letter from John from Mary from Isabel and suddenly God is so happy with that prayer only through the name of Jesus so don't forget don't say Lord uh, now I finish this uh, prayer in your name no say the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus Jesus heard when you prayed last night he talked with God about you Jesus was there when you fought your fight he is going to bring you through Jesus knew when you shed those tears so you did not weep alone for the burden you thought too heavy to bear he made his very own Jesus himself was touched by that trial which you could not understand Jesus stood by as you almost fell and lovingly grasped your hand Jesus cared when you bore that pain indeed he bore it too he felt each pain each ache in your heart because of his love for you Jesus was grieved when you doubted his love but he gave you grace to go on Jesus rejoiced as you trusted him the only trustworthy one his presence shall ever be with you no need to be anxious or fret wonderful Lord he was there all the time he has never forsaken you yet thank you Lord yeah, that is more true than we can realize forgive us our doubt teach us to pray Holy Spirit thank you that your commandments are so seriously meant even the commandment don't worry about anything whatever hallelujah amen 